happy 2024, family. You know, a new year brings weird or, or mixed feelings and grief. You want a new year, a new start, less pain, easier days, and a sense of meaning or purpose. But at the same time, it's a year that your loved one will never see, and that hurts. I know I felt sadness and even a sense of guilt that I was entering a year Monica could not. We started 2023 with the best of episodes from the Grief to Great Day podcast, and it was well-received, so I'm going to do the same thing again this year. I will re-air the best episodes from last year this month. Then after these five air, I'll be adding a devotion-only episode once a week. I tell y'all to pray, to read, and to rise all the time, but I remember how hard all those things were to me in grief, because some days it took all I had to take a shower. So my intention in adding a devotional episode is to make it easier for you to connect with the Lord. You just come and listen. I pray that 2024 brings mustard seed-sized faith, because that's all you need, and the revelation of how God will move in your life. I want to focus on impossible things this year. Now, if you remember, in one of last year's journey works, I asked you to write down three things you felt were impossible to you or for your life. I want you to have that list handy for February as we venture into challenging the impossible based on truth. Okay, here we go with one of the five most downloaded episodes from 2023. When you hear happy anniversary, it is usually a happy thing. But like with most everything in grief, anniversaries are not happy. There are things we begin to feel anxious about a week before. They're hard to walk through, and you might even be exhausted the week after. If the anniversary of your loved one's death is coming up, Listen to this episode for some practical ways to honor your loved one while not forgetting what a significant day this is in your life and in your healing. Hey friend, welcome to the Grief to Great Day podcast. Do you feel like you're going crazy? Is the shower the only place for you to really cry? Are you surrounded by people, but you still feel all alone? Do you want to be the you you were before your loved one died, but you have no idea how to get there? I'm Steph Cabanis, Southern by choice, wife, turtle triathlete, Jesus follower, and fellow traveler in the journey of grief. I too struggled to breathe, questioned God and my faith, and thought I would never be happy again. But God took my brokenness and he turned it into a breakthrough. So if you're ready to understand how to navigate grief, lean into your faith and take just one step towards healing, then bring your ugly cry, get into a comfortable place, even if that's your bed right now, and let the healing begin. Girl, there's hope for your future. Come on in the house and because somehow we have skipped spring, it is almost 90 degrees, we're going to stay in the house and we can make our way to the couch I'm Steph, and this is Grief to Great Day. Thank you for being here. I hope you feel welcomed and heard through this podcast. Hello to everyone listening in Serbia, our spotlight country. 
and in the U.S., North Carolina is at the top with the most downloads this week. Grief to Great Day is downloaded in over 70 countries now. This tells me that there is a need to talk about grief and that it is felt throughout the world. So please know that whatever country or state you are in, you are not alone as you walk through this thing called grief. I know there are new listeners each week, so if that's you, welcome. And if you hear me talk about Monica, her faith, or her death, and you need some background, just go to my website, grief2greatday.com, and click on the book tab. Her faith journey through the last six months were unreal, and her death changed me. She is the reason that you are listening to me today. In this podcast, we talk about understanding your grief, processing daily life, basically how to get through it, and growing your faith. So if you're just starting your journey, please know that life will change. It won't always hurt like this. It's important for you to hear that often. Now, this is not to say that you'll stop missing your loved one because you never will but you will be able to breathe, to laugh, and to live again. Y'all, anniversaries are tough. They mark the day, weeks, months, and years of your life-changing loss. They also make it more real every time they come. You know, it'll actually shock you that it's been six months or a year, and that can be upsetting too, because some days it feels like it was yesterday, and some days It feels like a lifetime ago. And you may also feel resentment that there has to be such a date in your life now. On the anniversary of when Monica died, see, I don't even like saying death date now, 14 years later, it was a day I started to feel at least a week before the actual date. And I was sad and tired. I started to relive the six months of her illness. I rehearsed the anger I had about her suffering, and then I kind of fell back into questioning why God would allow such a thing. Now, the first couple of years, this is normal and a part of the process, so don't beat yourself up. But let me plant a seed for future anniversaries. Think about celebrating their lives instead of commemorating the moment or days surrounding their death. We focus on the hard moment of the loss. So in the future, not now, in the future, let's flip that to celebrate the years we shared with them and the memories that brought laughter. Remember, this is your journey, so think about what is best for you. And until you're ready to celebrate their lives, here are some practical ideas to get through this day. Number one, you might want to take the day off from work or other responsibilities, so there's no added pressure for you. This is important. Number two, surround yourself with who you want to be around. These may be family members or friends or friends of your loved one who can sit with you in these moments. And what I mean by that is they have to be okay that you're sad without trying to fix the sadness of the day. Now, there doesn't have to be a planned event. Maybe just go out for coffee or dinner, whatever you need, however casual you need it to be. Number three, beyond a casual gathering, you could plan to celebrate their lives. For the first four years after Monica's death, 
her peeps and I met on her birthday to celebrate her life. And on the anniversary of her death, I wanted to be alone. I tell you that to say, beyond feeling the sadness of the day, decide what would make it better for you. As women, we tend to have a hard time with boundaries. And on such an important anniversary, you have permission to handle it in a way that's best for you. I know I had no energy to try and make anyone else feel better. Number four, visit their grave. You can take flowers or anything that was special to your loved one. I know women who have gone to the grave every day, and there's nothing wrong with that in the beginning. Now, my beginning is different than others. My beginning is like the first two years. So if after years you are still going to the grave every day, it means you're not healing and you need a little extra help. Monica was cremated, so I saw her urn daily. I'm a routine person, kind of like Rain Man, and I think if I had gotten into a routine of going to a grave daily, it probably would have ended up ruling my days over time because of the routine. Number five, find a way to honor them today. It could be some of what I mentioned, like gathering with loved ones and visiting their graves, or you could create a new tradition around an old favorite. What I mean is you could have family or friends, as few or as many as you need. You all could share a favorite story of them and then eat some of their favorite foods. The first few years, I donated to the hospice house in honor of all Monica's peeps, so it could be a donation as well. A friend had mentioned to me that we could get together and release balloons, but that wasn't Monica's personality, and it wouldn't have had any meaning. I thought about planting a tree in the yard to watch it grow, so that's another idea, but that made me angry. I didn't want to see a tree grow bigger and kind of be in my face than it represented her death. Years down the road, I wish I had planted that tree because I didn't feel the same way. The important thing here is to get through this day while honoring their lives and the impact they had in yours. In the beginning, any of these things are going to be more painful than comforting. You might like one of these ideas, plan it, and then freak out the day of the anniversary. All that is normal and okay. I will tell you this, that over time, it becomes more comforting than painful. And as the date approaches for me on a yearly basis, a little melancholy, but more reflective. And my thoughts aren't asking God why, but thanking him for the time I had with her and for the life that he's given me that I feel carries on her legacy. The anniversaries of their death and of all the other important dates in their lives are grief milestones, and they are hard work. Give yourself a lot of grief grace, because even when you plan how you're going to get through it, more than likely the day will not be as you planned. So be okay with that too. The days after the anniversary, you may still feel drained with added sadness. So don't feel like you're going backwards or having to start all over again. A lot of the emotions you experienced in the beginning are being brought back up to the surface and they affect you. And don't forget, they affect your whole body, spiritually, emotionally, and physically, 
all over again. Try to have the week leading up to this anniversary and even the week after free of any serious commitments so that you can get added rest. You're not being lazy right now. You need this added rest. So to recap, some practical ideas for you to get through the anniversary of their death. One, this one I will stress to do. Please take the day off if you are working or clear your calendar of anything that's a serious commitment. Number two, surround yourself with who you want to be around. Number three, if you don't want just a casual gathering, you could actually plan a celebration of their lives. Four, visit their grave with flowers or anything that was special to your loved one. Five, find a way to honor them today. And with all the ways to get through the day, do not forget to give yourself a lot of grief grace. And don't forget anniversaries, other milestones, all this work you are doing. And this is work. Takes up a lot of your energy. Make sure you're getting plenty of rest. Your journey works or the work of your journey this week is to write down one of your best memories with your loved one. Also, write down one person you'd like to be with on the anniversary. And then write down one thing your loved one would love to see you do. This is going to give you a good start on what to do on the anniversary of the day your loved one died. And until we meet again, don't forget who holds your future and know that you are not alone. Keep on coming back to the house, keep sitting on the couch, and keep taking those steps, however small or slow, towards your healing. If you're ready to take a brave step towards your healing, there's help available. Grief to Gray Day offers free and paid faith-based resources. So you can join the private Facebook group. You don't have to suffer in silence anymore. Be a part of a group of faith-filled women who get it in a way the world can't. The daily pain and struggle of grief is not denied here, but faith paves the way for hope in this group. You can download the free Loss, Grief, and Healing Seminar. This is the best faith-based introduction of what to expect in your grief journey. Download the seminar if you want a reason to hope and learn how to heal. Today is not your forever and you are not alone. You can also purchase grief coaching. If you're looking for one-to-one -one support to figure out your next best step, or if you want to understand where you are in the grief process, or you just need accountability in taking those healing steps, these one-hour grief coaching sessions are the answer for you. You can also purchase the workshop called The First Year of Grief, How to Survive with Hope and Heal. This workshop is the action-oriented step-taking program you need to give you foundational tools to navigate your grief in the first year especially. Remember, time itself does not heal all wounds. You have to take steps. In this workshop, you'll discover how to pursue God even when you don't want to pray. You'll understand the roller coaster of grief so you know what's normal and what to expect. You will learn to process daily life with practical help to get you through those I can't get out of the bed days. And you'll find where to seek support because I'll share grief resources that are best for you. 
Look, I've walked this journey and never thought I could be happy again. But God, he restored my joy and gave me a calling. So no matter how dark and hopeless your day is today, this can be your story too. It is my great joy to help you get there. Your safe place for all things grief can be found on the website, grief2greatday.com. This includes all the resources I just shared and, in addition, the Grief to Great Day podcast and the book, Dying to be Healed. Regardless of where you are right now, you can breathe, laugh, and live again. Thank you for being here today, for showing up. If this podcast has given you hope, encouragement, or helped you in any way, share it with a friend, either in a text or on your social platforms. Also, please subscribe, rate, and leave a written review on iTunes. It's a huge blessing for me to know that you're out there. Lastly, and this is important, you are not alone. Connect with me on the Grief to Great Day website, the link is below, and sign up for our free newsletters. I want to be able to pray for you by name. Remember, grief isn't something you're going to get over, but a great day is something you can get to.